Hello and welcome to the Global AI Podcast. We are coming to you from the second Global AI Summit emanating from Riyadh, the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. And our guest today is a global cybersecurity and data protection leader from DWF, Stuart Room. Thank you very, very much for being with us. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right. And uh, Stuart, as a leader and uh, specialist in data protection and cybersecurity, what are your thoughts about authorities around the world um, governing data? Yeah, it's a necessary component of it. So if we were to take the European data protection regime as an example, you know, people would have heard about the GDPR. But you know, there's a national authority in each EU country, and the UK now post-Brexit, responsible essentially for supervision and governance. So it's important to have that. Mm -hmm. and, and it stands in the middle of so many vested interests and concerns. So you've got the citizen, okay. you, want, you want your people to be happy, you know, they, they want to have trust and confidence. Uh, the, the economy needs to, you know, to, to be confident about how the regime is building. Then of course you've got the government and the state and the public authorities. So you need someone in the middle of all of this, okay. bringing things together. So it's important to have that, critical in my view. All right, and uh, when it comes to data protection, globally, what is, what is if you'd have to say, uh, you know, give me like three examples uh, that would be considered norms in, in terms of ensuring cybersecurity and data protection. Well, I think the, the first norm is really about principles of data protection. So the, the, the data protection principles, they were invented in it was 1968 mm -hmm. and they say that you know data should be used for a fair purpose a lawful purpose you know, personal data should be accurate there should be retention schedules security of data things like that so if you have a set of principles they can provide a set of norms that are essentially universal okay so regardless of which country you're in or which you know the, the social uh, the, the social norms of your country you can build a standardized global environment for data handling based around these principles. And that's, you know, that's happening in, in Saudi as well with your new law. So okay. I think that, that's the first thing to really bring out, that we want standardized principles, and then the detail can be filled in at national level, local level. Mm -hmm. uh, once we have that, then people can build to common standards that creates interoperability you know, and all that good stuff. So I think that's the first key thing. I mean, the, the, the second piece, of course, is, is to have this enshrined in law. Okay. So, you know, it seems a bit obvious, goes without saying, but businesses need certainty okay. more than anything else. And by business, I mean not just you know, economic actors. It could be a university or, a, you know, a hospital or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. They want things to be enshrined in law. So you've got a clear roadmap. Okay. And then the third bit is the bit we began with, which is having a strong regulatory body that stands in the middle of things and is cited on the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. And if we have those ideas of principles enshrined in law with that strong body in the middle that's concerned about the whole, not just narrow interests, that's the pathway to data protection success. Okay. And how uh, do you feel that this will help make people more confident with the increased application of artificial intelligence in our day-to-day -day lives? Yeah, yeah. So it's a good question. I mean, so, so with AI, we've obviously got a massive narrative here at this, at this the, the summit about you know, AI for good. Okay. And we can, you know, we think about how one day they will find, you know, the cure to cancer through the application of AI technologies. Mm -hmm. You know, we will improve our 
transport systems and make them more efficient. So we've, we've got all of that going on. But on the other side of this is that there's you know, a fear of technology. Okay. Data protection law itself was invented because people were afraid of technology. So they wanted something in place in order to create controls and mitigations. So having data protection law in place will give confidence to you know to, to the citizen, uh, people whose data are used, that ultimately AI will be a thing for good and not be a thing for bad or a thing that's ungoverned. You know, okay. in the most dystopian environment, you know, the, the, obviously you, 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 there are so many films about AI going wrong. Um, we don't want that narrative. So the kind of norms and clarity that we were talking before hedge the risk of AI going bad. Okay, and uh, that uh, that's very interesting. Which brings me to the three themes that you know the the summit is built on, which yeah. is AI now, AI next, and AI never. Uh, what should one never do with the collection of of, of data and its protection? Uh, and and uh, what what should we never do with data? Yeah, yeah. Basically, it's, it's, look, it, it, it's a really, it's a fantastic question. The, the way I would put it is that we should never collect data and use it unless we're clear on the purpose and why okay you know ultimately if we don't know why we're going to do something then we have no benchmark to judge success or failure against but equally we have with with, with the absence of clarity of purpose we have function creep we have mm -hmm. purpose creep that the citizen may interact with the technology system thinking it's being done for purpose number one okay but actually there is no clarity in purpose so it creeps into purpose two purpose three purpose four okay so overarching everything is as we build our technology systems as we import data in we need to know why we're we doing it mm -hmm. what's the gain what's the downside and that enables the risk assessment and of course it enables the informed judgment about whether to go ahead and proceed or not so purpose doing things with purpose or as your question puts it not doing things with clear purpose i think okay. is the thing to avoid with ai all right and uh in order to do this i mean uh Globally, collectively, we you know we'd, we'd have to have these discussions, and uh, for example, the Global AI Summit being held in in Riyadh is bringing together entrepreneurs, decision makers, professionals in the field of artificial intelligence, you know, for dialogue in order to uh, having AI for the betterment of humanity. So, what are your thoughts, uh, personally, as a specialist, coming into a global summit that's dedicated for the the artificial intelligence i mean the, 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 these events are mission critical mm -hmm. to the development of ai for good globally okay. it, w without knowledge share and information sharing we we can tumble in error into conceit we we can tumble in error into unintended prejudice you know, we we can propel and increase the chance of AI for bad, which no no, no one wants. Okay. Th this kind of environment, the AI summit, you know, what, what's to be applauded about it is that, you know, the King of Saudi Arabia, Sadia, you know, has seen the issue and it's assembled people together. And that takes effort and it takes work. It ta and I know, you know, your colleagues have been working on this for months and months and months, mm -hmm. but just going around and talking to people, you come away more informed and hopefully 
information is coming into KSA and equally knowledge and information is moving out and that just increases the prospects that we're going to you know solve some of the world's greatest challenges because you know the, the, I mean something obvious here you know be, being in, in Saudi Arabia you know the heat that that, that, that we've got okay I mean, what's going to happen with climate change over the next 10 years mm-hmm. you know what, what does that look like you know what, what's it going to happen what's going to happen to society and we need as many global brains thinking mm-hmm. about these issues and AI is going to be part of this you know the solution if we get there to you know climate catastrophe okay so if you think about the big wins that these conferences can enable with little small steps they increase the chance that we're going to start you know solving some of these dreadful problems because okay. you know you don't want the temperature to go up by 10 more degrees in, in Saudi Arabia mm-hmm. you know or whatever it is that we're concerned about so we've got a greater chance of solving the world's problems by having events like that I know it may sound grand but actually, that's how things work. When people talk, they learn and they share, and that's key. So okay. this event should be applauded for doing that. Okay. And uh, aside from uh, taking away knowledge, uh, what key takeaway do you hope to obtain from leaving the Global AI Summit? So it, I don't know whether I put it as a takeaway, mm-hmm. but I'll, t- I'll tell you the thing that I've seen here, which has given me you know the most you know personal joy and interest okay so a couple of rows down here you've got king saud university Mm -hmm. and you've got a whole load of students from the university who are doing their final year graduation projects and they've built all of these uh, ai applications you know anyone here go and see what the university's done it's absolutely brilliant so you know these are youngsters who are embracing technology, you know, that they're learning new skills, and what they've built is just fantastic. And seeing that inside the university here in Saudi Arabia, they, 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 you're encouraging such talent, to me that is absolutely fantastic, because those youngsters, you know, th- th- those are our future, yeah. and the more informed and educated they are, the better it's going to be for all of us. So I, 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 I was just delighted to see a university showing their students' final year AI inventions. I thought it was, it was lovely. I mean, from a different perspective, the, the, you know, the thing that stands out is you, know, you look at the brands that are here. You know, you've got some of the world's biggest technology brands and they're here in, in, in the kingdom because they see the opportunity. And, you know, I've spent time with my partners here from DWF and we're, we're the world's first multinational legal services consultancy to create our regional headquarters in Saudi Arabia. So okay. I take away, as I've spent time with my partners and got to know people, you know, the opportunity um, that the, the Saudi economy presents is massive. It is absolutely huge. So I'm, I'm looking forward to coming back if if you'll have me okay well i'm sure we'd be more than happy to have you back and uh maybe next time you're back you should see the sites of i hope Riyadh, so. saudi arabia or the other cities I hope so. <laughs> and uh that's all the time we have for today's episode i'd like to thank you very much uh Stuart room for being with us on on this episode it's a pleasure thanks for having me all right and uh tune in to our next episode of the global ai podcast emanating from the second global ai summit Goodbye.